Hey, 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 how y'all doing? I am Anthony Moses. You are tuned in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs. I am not, I am not going to say number one flooring contractor anymore, y'all. This is it. It's over. I'm not saying it anymore. There are tons of people better than me. (laughs) Tons of people. (laughs) I am a really good contractor, but I'm not going to be number one. So, I'm the host, Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, and this is an epic episode, an epic episode, like an episode like none other. We are going to school you guys on some tile. We're going to school y'all on tile and the trade that it used to be and the trade that it is now. And I have some amazing guests that's on the show with me, and that is none other than Shannon Violet a.k.a. that child, child chick, and Mr. Big Swole, Chris Ortega. Please, guys, up, guys? introduce yourselves. Uh, tell, you guys, tell them who you are, what you do, how you do it, where you do it, when you do it, why you do it, all that great stuff. You go first. Ladies first. You go first. Ooh. No, because without you, there's no me. Oh, my God. I'm... He hit her with the love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shannon, at that tile chick, you don't know who I am. Um, I am a tile contractor out of Houston, Texas, um, and I am one of a two-person team. This is my other half. Um, so this is Chris. This is his first podcast. What's up? I'm the guy behind the team. Chris, being his first podcast. It's a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm the guy uh, behind the scenes. I do all the video, the editing, um, thin set mixing, make the cuts. Pretty much, I mean, we're a team, so it's uh, you know, it's we're like yin and yang. I would say that's an important role. Don't 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 let anybody uh, downplay. That's an important role. Uh, as someone that has limited help. Having cuts made, having mud mixed, and doing media, that's a huge role. So let's give it up for Chris being behind the scenes. Thank you. Thank you. So before we jump into our episode, our content, what we're going to be getting into, let's take this time to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, The first being the National Tile Contractor Association. I'm always, always giving a big ups for the NTCA because it is hands down uh, a game-changing uh, organization. Um, I don't care who may feel different about that. I will say from my mouth. Over and over again, NTCA is the way to go. Um, and I would like to take this time to also uh, shout out our GoBoard sponsor. GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board, very light, very efficient, very uh, cost-effective. Um, so we just like to take this time and send a huge shout out to the NTCA and also to GoBoard. And I would like to take this time to tell all of my listeners, I am so sorry. I have been out of the loop for a long time, but there's a very good reason for that. A very good reason. If you do not know, 
I recently quit my job as a pro professional firefighter. I had this job for 11 years and I decided to be a full-time entrepreneur. And I question that decision every day. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Very so, hard. so I'm I've been in the process of transitioning to full time. So I've been trying to handle some stuff, and that's why you guys have not seen or heard from me in a minute. But we're here now, and we're coming with the heat. Came back stronger than we were before. So tonight's episode, we're gonna be talking about the tile trade. Uh, the, the the trade itself. We're going to be talking about the tile trade. We're going to be talking about some history from the tile trade, the tile industry. We're going to be talking about some simple economics associated with the tile trade. And then we're going to be talking about some pricing and homeowners' consumer expectations. Y'all ready to do this? Yeah, before yes. we get started, I want to say congratulations on your, uh, your new position. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, For those of you who don't know what that is, if you watch Harry Potter, Dumbledore claps like this, okay, or like this, and he loves doing it, and it's people who don't get it, they, they're not going to understand why you're doing that. <laughs> it's okay. But if I'll do it, how we do it? Yeah. I'll do it. Well, thank you. Um, uh, I forgot to mention that in my, my, my time of absence, I was uh, appointed to be a uh, member of the, the the board of directors for the National Tile Contractors Association. And it is an amazing opportunity. I'm very honored to accept the position. I would love to uh, continue to further to be uh, assistance to the industry as much as possible. And that was the reason for me taking it. And I thank the National Tile Contractor for even considering me because uh, it could have gone to a number of people before it came to me. So I'm very thankful for that. <clears throat> that could be a whole podcast alone for you, Anthony. Break it down to me. Elaborate, please, so that people can hear. There's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, controversy surrounding your, not just you, but I guess uh, new people within the industry. And, uh, you know, maybe you could do an episode elaborating on what your, uh, your goals and your, um, Not even I don't I don't want to say not not knowledge but just forward thinking and, and different views could, are going to be helpful towards the industry, I mean, right. because you know, like 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 you and and us, more we haven't been in the industry very long, but we we could still attribute different things that people who have been in the industry thirty years may not be able to. Absolutely, um, so, I think like I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. I I think that's a good idea. Uh, I don't like to uh, make myself the focus too much. Um, so maybe, maybe y'all can help me to, I guess, kind of set up how I could, how I could present it without it being like all about me. Cause we know that that is <laughs> recipe for disaster in our industry. So, <laughs> um, so let's get into, let's get into the, uh, the nitty gritty. We're talking about tile today. Um, now we've had a, a, a recent refocus for, the podcast, and that is bridging the gap between homeowners and contractors. These, these, all, all these episodes are going to be uh, designed to bridge that gap, to make that that uh, relationship closer, to make it easier, to make it uh, more functional. 
Um, so I came up with the the episode of breaking down the tile industry. And I feel like the first place to start would be with the history of it. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, how extensive or do you have any knowledge of the history of the tile industry? Very minimal. Very minimal. I was the same way until I was preparing for this episode. I don't think that that's uncommon. I don't think the average person knows the history of tile. But we're going to learn today. So I took it upon myself to do some research. And I'm going to let y'all know, I never do research before episodes, ever. But it's getting real passionate, and I'm starting to do research. So it must be serious. Yeah. This is going to be the first little nugget that I'm going to drop on y'all today. Do not ask me uh, for sources. I have been out of college uh, for long enough. I'm not doing no. We're not citing stuff. That's that's over with. That's over, <laughs> that, that is over with. So the first nugget is the earliest example of tile making originated around the fourth century BC. Wow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm say that for the people in the back. The earliest example of tile making originated somewhere around the fourth century BC. For those that may not be aware of what BC is, this is before Christ. That's a long time ago. A long time ago. So tile has been around for a very long time. So if we think about just the fourth century BC. This has been available to people for almost forever. Like almost forever. You think mm-hmm. about the material it is, uh, stone and, and things of that nature, c- cementous uh, materials. That's what was being produced a long time ago. Because that's all that was available. Because that's all that was available. That means that the value of it had to be kind of high because they didn't really have other options. Once I got the information of when tile was kind of originated, I was curious to know when other products were introduced to us. So I went on to do more research. And this is particular to the United States. The carpet industry in the United States began in 1791. So after this period of uh, a whole bunch of stone being made and uh, everybody using stone, the U.S. started to incorporate carpet in 1791. This was an option to people as a floor covering because it was cost effective in comparison to the stone and tile that was always being installed. In 1870, the United States generated its own tile making and installation industry. It was 1870, right? The United States, when, when, when people started getting tile. It's not where tile in, uh, installation was originated, but that's when the United States started creating the industry for tile. So first it was carpet, then we went to tile, and then in 1897, the wood flooring industry was created. We go from carpet to tile 
to wood. And then we know everything else comes after that. So I use these uh, nuggets of history to bring us to a realization that Tyler has been around for a long time. And it's kind of like the beginning of options for flooring coverings. That was, uh, that was a, a nice nugget to me because it made me think that these other materials were created after tile was made to offer an affordable option. Would you agree? Yes. So we know we started with carpet. People got tired of carpet, they went to tile for an option. People got tired of tile, they went to wood for an option. And all these industries were created. So instead of being forced to purchase tile, there was a lot of options created for the consumers to purchase. Because this happened, we realized that the pricing for tile has to, has to, it has to change. Because once you start introducing other options, pricing starts to change. Now, Shannon, I know you know numbers for the people that may not know. You have an accountant background, like a professional accountant background. So that means you know, you understand numbers. So for pricing to change and the history of tiling coming from where we started, having new options, one would probably assume that, hey, once you start getting more options, things are things will be cheaper. When you get more options, hey, tile, the price of tile is supposed to come down. Do you think that would be a common assumption? Um, maybe, maybe at first. Mm -hmm. You know, at first, people are like, oh, the new thing is wood, right? Since tile came after carpet. Right. Mm -hmm. So as soon as it's introduced to the market, tile was after carpet in the U.S. Oh, so so in the U.S., if, you know, everybody has carpet now, tile's a new thing. It's a hot, you know, trending item. It's going to be crazy. Then when something else comes, of course, like the price is going to naturally go down because everybody's attention and focus is on the new product. Mm -hmm. And that's just how everything goes in the world. But then once the market responds to whatever the new product is that's been introduced and they realize, well, Hey, wood floors doesn't really work in my bathroom. You know, then you start realizing where the quality is for a specific product and where you need it versus the new trending item is imperfect for all situations. Now I heard you use the, the term trending or the new, the new hot item. Mm -hmm. And you said that once the, 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 the item is hot, the item is trending, of course, the price will go up because people want it. And when it's not trending, we, we expect the price to go down. There's a term for this, which takes us to the next section. We've covered a little bit of history. I wasn't going to bombard y'all with a whole bunch of history. That was enough to get us started. So uh, now we get into the next session which is supply and demand. This is the simple economics that we were talking about. The simple, simple economics. I don't know why I cannot get that out of my lips tonight. Simple economics. You just said the hype, the, 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 the thrill, the, the trending item is hot on the list. 
meaning everybody wants it. We don't know how available it is, but everybody wants it. So we assume, we expect the price to go up. This is for the listeners. I know y'all understand, but for the listeners, this is supply and demand. That uh, that subject in college and in high school that you thought was stupid and boring and that you hated, that's what we're talking about today. Supply and demand. Supply and demand says that when there is either a product or a service that is at high demand, meaning a lot of people want it, but the supply is lower than the demand, the price goes up. Y'all got that? Got it. I know y'all understand. Do me a favor. Do me a favor (laughs) and give your interpretation of it. Just Me? supply and demand. Us? Yeah, just just explain yeah. what supply and demand means to you. I would have just reiterated exactly what you just said, Anthony. That that's the most basic definition of, of of supply and demand. Supply goes up, demand goes down, price goes down. Supply goes down, demand goes up, price goes up. All right. It's simple. It's simple. Okay. It's simple. But do me a favor and say that slower one more time. Because as simple as it is, I guarantee somebody is watching or listening to this and was just like, I don't know what he just said. I don't understand. So everybody <clears throat> owns, everybody has, everybody has access to a shower somewhere, whether it's in their house, their aunt's house, grandma's house, the gym they go to, wherever, right? So all of those showers. Well, maybe not all of them. So this might be a bad example. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say all those showers have tile. So if every single shower that exists today needed to be retiled, for example, sorry, for example, the supply goes, I mean, the demand goes up. Mm -hmm. So we need, so then there's going to be a need for more tile to be in the market so that those new showers can be tiled. So if all of these people all of a sudden need these tile showers and suddenly there's all this need for this product, right? Now the price is going to go up because more stuff has to be made, put out into the market. So it get, the price goes up, right? If there's nobody that wants tile, then what happens? There's no need for the manufacturers to manufacture it. There's nobody that needs, we don't need to ship it anywhere. We don't need to send it anywhere. And then now suddenly it's cheaper to get your hands on because there's less need for it. All right. That should, that should be simple enough for people to understand. Even though I'm not But again, there's going to be somebody that is going to say, man, I heard what you said but I don't understand. So what we're going to do right now, this is the first time I've ever done this. I'm going to play us a video. For those that are watching the live, you'll be able to see it. For those that are not a part of the live and are listening after the fact, you can go to YouTube and watch the video so you can see what I'm about to play. But this is a a short little video about supply and demand. And it adds some visuals so people can see. And after watching this video, I'm going to then connect that and associate that with tile and tile contractors and show people why 
they have been making horrible decisions when it comes to choosing a tower company. All right, we're gonna start this video from the beginning. And y'all just watch. How much are you willing to pay to get your hands on that new video game system? What would you do if the prices at your favorite pizza shop increased? Every day, people ask questions like these relating to the concepts of supply and demand. Demand is the desire consumers have for a good or service. The more people who want a good or service, the higher the demand for it. Supply is the total amount of a good or service available for consumption. The higher the amount of a good or service produced and made available to consumers, the larger the supply of it will be. Supply and demand have a big impact on the prices of the products and services. Consider what happens with bananas. Now, there are few bananas on the shelves, but many people are waiting to purchase them. The demand for bananas is higher than the supply of bananas because there are more people wanting them than there are bananas available at the market. Knowing this, the banana producer may increase the price of the bananas because they know that with the higher demand, many consumers are willing to pay more to get what they want. Some consumers will decide to leave without purchasing bananas because they aren't willing to pay the higher price. What would happen if we added another producer to the situation so that there are two banana sellers? The demand for bananas would be lower than the supply because there would be more bananas available than consumers want. The banana producers may decrease the price of the bananas to entice more consumers to buy their product, thus increasing the demand for bananas. Understanding supply and demand is key to understanding our own purchasing behavior, as well as the way business works. All right, now we're gonna remove the screen and get back to it. Seemed pretty elementary, right? Seemed I wish I had you as my high school teacher. You didn't want me as a high school teacher, I guarantee you. <laughs> but it seems pretty elementary, right? There's people standing in line for bananas, they standing there for, I don't, what was it, 75 cent banana? But what we saw in the video from the visuals, it was a line of people standing in line for bananas. There is a certain supply of bananas. When the supply was low, people were willing to pay more for the bananas because they knew that those bananas weren't available. When the supply was high and there was competition on the, the price of bananas, people had an option to either buy the bananas or not. But it was so high because there wasn't a demand. People weren't showing up for the bananas. Now, how do we connect that to tile contractors? If those same people standing in that line 
were standing in line for a tile contractor. And the supply of quality tile contractors is low. The demand for the quality contractors makes the price go up. Now, what we saw was that, hey, if you put a whole bunch of bananas available to the people, the price will go down. How do we connect that to tile? We know in the tile world, one of the trades where it's not required for you to be licensed to enter the trade, there is almost no barrier to entry. Anybody can be a tile contractor. Anybody. There's no, there's nothing stopping you from being a tile contractor, which makes the total supply of tile contractors go through the roof. Y'all with me so far? There's a low barrier, meaning a whole bunch of people pour into it. The supply, total supply of tile contractors goes through the roof. But the demand is for quality tile contractors. And as we stated before, the supply for quality contractors is low. What do we learn from these simple economics? When the demand is high and the supply is low, the price goes up. So we are left to this situation where people should understand that you're coming to the market, like we saw in the video, you're coming to the market for a quality contractor. But there is tile contractors available to you all day, but you're looking for a quality contractor. So when you find that quality contractor, you have to realize that the supply for what you're looking for is small. Meaning when you demanded more, everybody's demanding tile right now. When you demanded more and the supply is small, the price goes up. Did we not all just learn that? We watched the video. We all learned it together. We came to class. We learned it together. So nobody can, nobody can say, no, that's not right. We just learned it, right? We all just learned it. But I'm not sure if people realize that the supply that they have been looking for is low because they see a sea of tile contractors. And the reason they see that is because there's, a, there's no barrier to entry. So you should expect people to pour into the industry when you don't have any resistance. But what the consumers, the people that you and I hire, they're looking for a quality contract. Everyone is looking for the quality tile contractor because nobody would in their right mind desire a bad tile contractor. True? Very true. Very true. true. I don't know if to say yes or no, but yeah. True. It's, it's true. It's, it's such a no-brainer that you, it's like a true question. It's like, should I say no? Yeah. It's, it's such an easy answer. But we can all agree that nobody wants to hire. Nobody seeks out to hire a bad tile contractor. So that means it's safe yeah. to say that everybody is looking for 
a quality contractor, a quality tile contractor. That demand is high. We can see that demand is high, like Shannon said before, just from uh, industry data. They're, they are producing tile like never before. It's always a new tile. It's a new installation, meaning that there is a demand. These companies, these, these industries would not be producing for a market that is not being profitable. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. All these large format tiles we're seeing, all these thin gauge, all these new versions of tile that we're seeing, we're seeing them because people are demanding tile installation. But I need y'all to remember that the demand is for quality tile contractors. And the supply for that is small. I hate to say it. Don't be mad at me for saying it. It's small. Even the best of the best of contractors. I'm just, I'm pointing at y'all because it's not me. I'm pointing at y'all. Even the best. People watching. All the people watching. We could go through the list. We, we mentioned Sal before. We'll talk about Sal. Even the best of best of tile contractors, they have a demand for them. Mm-hmm. There, there is a demand, but they can always improve. But the demand shows that the price has to be higher yeah. by simple economics. Nothing, nothing more. Everybody wants quality tile contractors. That goes into the demand category. The supply, which would be a quality tile contractor, is low. Now we have to accept the fact that, like, overnight, the price goes up. Now we're on to the third section. And this is where I want to hear from you guys. After going through this, after me breaking it down the way I broke it down, what is your opinion on the current pricing in the tile trade? Um, be as raw as you want to be. So my opinion on it is that it's just absolute crap. Like it's crap what customers expect. Um, they just don't know any better. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't know any better. And that's, it's, and it, in my opinion, that's our fault. That's our industry's fault. Mm-hmm. That clients, like, I'm not expecting them to know how to install tile. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm putting blame on us because we've failed as an industry to show that our job and our craft is important. It's important enough to be, you know, compensated properly. Um, it's important enough that. People don't even do research before hiring somebody. Um, And in my opinion, as an entire industry, we've failed to connect with the consumer to let them know how much, you know, we are worth. So in that, it becomes a multiple part problem. But um, like, is just the consumer to blame? No. Is just the contractor to blame? No. Is just the industry to blame? No. There's a multiple moving parts. And so I really truly believe that, you know, (laughs) 
I don't know how to like put it. Oh, say it. Just say it. I don't know how to put it into words. Say it. Like it just it makes me so angry when, for example, if we go back, me and Chris, we go back to when we started um, back in 2017. If we pulled up any one of our estimates that we sent out, we look now and we're like, we, how did we survive? How did we pay our bills? Right. And the only reason we paid our bills is because I was still working full time. Yeah. Right. There was months where we barely made anything from the business, maybe a couple hundred dollars. Right. And yeah, of course that comes with education and learning. Right. However, when you're working as much as we've worked, because when you're not making any money, you're constantly working to try to make money. So if you're not charging appropriately, you don't have that extra time to educate yourself because what time are we eating dinner? 10, 11 o'clock at night. You don't have time to educate yourself. You don't have the money to go to any trainings to take off from work. You can't fly out to anything to go do any networking. Um, You can't possibly grow your business. That's why it took us from 2017 to 2020 for me to quit my job because we were spinning our wheels in mud for a long time just trying to get by. And that's because we weren't charging enough money and we were miserable. We asked ourselves every day, why, why are we doing this? And he laughed, but it's really true. Like it's really, 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 really true. Um, I don't think, I don't think people understand. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I don't think people understand that. I think that's a common thought for tile installers to say, why did I choose this? Yeah, sometimes you still say it now because days are hard, but at least now we know better. Yeah. And so what else I was going to say was that like, um, once we, once it finally clicked and it didn't always, like it wasn't just one pivotal, one pivotal point in time where we were like, oh, we have to do this. It was, you know, a little step, a little step, a little bigger step of learning and then putting what we've learned into play because, you know, you don't just like learn everything in one take and then instantly you can switch, you know, switch the switch and everything's great. I'm still, I still think that there's still more that we can learn, but once we took our mind, that mindset of, you know, we got to work, we got to keep these jobs coming in, blah, blah, blah. And we put in the effort to, charge more. We turn down clients that wouldn't pay us what we wanted. Um, you know, like I said before, you have to be willing to go broke for your business. And that doesn't mean like, oh, don't pay your bills. It means you really need to go out there and find your market, find your client. Um, that's not just like strap on a tool belt, throw your tools in the truck and say, ah, I'm going to find somebody's backsplash to tile today. No, right. like you really need to truly think about your business model. Who's your client? What do they look like? What kind of jar- car do they drive? What's their job? All of that kind of stuff. That is who you're going to know. Like we can walk into a client's home. We know when they're our customer. Yeah. It's not because they have a Rolex on their watch. It's just because the way that they talk to us, the way that they receive the information we're giving them, um, it's a fluid conversation. They're looking for us and they found us. And we just know as soon as you walk in the door, that they're going to be our customer. Pre-qualifying them before you even go out to the job so you don't waste your 
goddamn time. And that took us forever to do. That took us forever to do because we're always like, well, are we putting down a lead? But 90% of that time, those people wasted our time. Half a day, get in the car, get in the truck, get all your things together, go there, try to educate them, yada, yada, yada. You send out the, the estimate and you don't hear from them. You don't even get a response. You don't even get a response. Meanwhile, you spent four hours of your day. Because you go out to an estimate and it's hours, hours. Depending on where it is, how far you got to drive. Like Texas, everything's 30 minutes away. Absolutely. (laughs) There is no not being on the interstate in Texas. Mm So I'm sorry. The original question. Yeah. But but the the, the pricing, how Mm -hmm. what's your opinion on the pricing? I, I think I gathered. Uh, your standpoint from from what you said, uh, but I just want to add to it. I, as much as we have responsibility as tile contractors to uh, to educate and uh, prepare ourselves, position ourselves to be a profitable business, mm-hmm. some of the responsibility falls on the consumer, and it's not a uh, their fault or our fault type situation. It's just, it is what it is. The perspective from the consumer side is off. And I'm going to just, I'm going to put it out there to where people can hear it and also realize that I do think like this. There's already, there's already a bad connotation Associated. I don't know if that was the right word or not, but it sounded like what I used to hear. So if I said it wrong, just laugh at me. But um, there's this bad vibe attached to the word contractor, period. Mm-hmm. Other people are not going to say it. I am going to say it. When people hear contractor, they hear bad experience, unreliable. Nine times out of ten, that's what they hear. They don't hear the word contractor. They don't hear uh, profitable business. They they hear the word uh, unreliable. And what was the other one I said? Uh, it's 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 not a it's it's not a good response. So even when we present ourselves, when we say I'm a tile contractor, oh, it don't have to be a tile contractor. Contractor, period. When consumers hear the word contractor the first thought in their mind nine times out of ten is negative Mm -hmm. so it's our responsibility even in that arena to educate to say hey you know what i'm almost to the point to where i don't even want to use the word contractor yeah but they've been pushing that they've been pushing contractors down since the push for college education now, yeah, contractor, you know, the kids coming out of high school, even back in when I graduated high school in 2005, if you were dumb, uh, a, a troublemaker, they tried to push you to, to the to the trade program. You know, oh, yeah, 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 this is a bad egg. Put, you know, let him be a laborer. You know, that that's the way that society sees contractors now. But see, no- you you use you use a, a key term because you said let them be a laborer. That's the beginning. 
I, I kind of understand that. I kind of understand and say, oh, man, it's a bad apple. Let them go do something that requires no knowledge or skill. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about past that. We, we've, we've surpassed uh, the laborer level. So now you're talking about a different category. But it doesn't matter. In, People lump everybody into that one category. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. a contractor. You're, you, you do manual labor. You're blue collar. You're below me. I have a college degree. Well, see, and then at, we'll, we'll use history, for example. We'll talk about history. There was a time in the United States when that group of people was held high because oh, everybody absolutely. was yeah. working with their hands. So it's, it's kind of the supply and demand thing. When you realize that, hey, you know what? Nobody wants to work in this this uh, uh, market. And if I do and all of y'all leave, you have to pay me more because there's less people available to do it. We don't, people, people forgot that part. You got people that left uh, the blue collar world and was just like, oh, I work in the office now, not realizing that what you're doing is you're positioning us to charge more money because nobody wants to do it now. It's the supply and demand thing again. So you have all these people that are watching, listening, or not in the blue collar that have to say, oh, you know what? It does make sense. If we all left and wanted to work in an office and there's you know, a smaller group that's doing the hands-on, they get paid more now. Like it's, 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 it's nothing to think about. Like there's nothing to think about. They get paid more now because it's less of them because we all left. It's simple economics that people will be like, I don't understand. Yes, you do. <laughs> because you understand it in any other arena. Mm -hmm. But when I come to terminology, my standpoint is let's call it a tile company. Let's just do away with contractors. Because again, we already know that consumers, we talking about psychology, the consumers have already started on a bad foot when we say the word contractor. But when they hear company, they expect different. When they hear a towel business, they expect different. Because when people hire businesses, they have a, a, a different expectations. When they hire a contractor, they expect somebody to show up in their truck that they can negotiate with that even if that's the case, they disassociate a business with it. Like, although he's a contractor, does not take away that it is a business, a company. You're hiring a company. So my standpoint is, let's just don't say contractor. If, if, if we need to change the psychology, let's say, okay, hey, I'm a tile company. You're hiring a company because psychology. The, the consumer would say, oh, that's different. I was looking for a contractor, but I got a tile company. Okay. I'm a, I, I'm already knowing that costs more money. You see what I'm saying? Like it's a psychology to it. And it's not to trick anybody. It's just to say that, hey, y'all think a certain way about this word. It's not even about the industry. It's about the word. They hear contractors and they hear something bad is going to happen. They hear company and they say, hey, that's what I've been looking for. I mean, that's a, that's, that's something that, that everybody in the industry should be held accountable for the stigma that surrounds the contractor. You know, you hear contractor and most 
you know, what's the visual that you most get? middle class America who have college degrees, you know, they're making 80,000 a year, a hundred thousand a year. They think, uh, some, some, uh, poorly dressed dude walking into their home, smelling like marble lights and, <laughs> and, and Coors Light. Tell with, me I'm wrong. With, oh, no, absolutely not. On his armpits, you know, you know, probably hasn't gotten a haircut in six weeks, smells. That's just what they think. I'm not saying that all contractors are like that, you know. But that's the stigma that 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 is that is carried with that word. And you know, I work. I've been in. I've been in the construction industry. In in high school, I worked in a cabinet shop from 14 to 17. Then I worked through. I got my associate's degree, so I got. I went to two years of college. I worked with my best friend's dad. He restored historic homes. He was a GC, you know, and I worked with a lot of those guys, old white guys that smelled like Marlboro lights and drank Coors Light. You know what I mean? So that's what most, I feel like most consumers associate contractors with. Because whether or not we want to think about it this way is every single person on this planet, I'm going to use the word, you're influencing somebody in some capacity. As soon as you walk out the door, when you go to, you go to, you go food shopping, the way you dress, the way you look, the interaction you have with the person at the counter, whatever you influence that person to think some way about something, whether it's about you, you know, whatever. So you could just imagine as being a business owner, you walk, you're walking into somebody's safe space. They're immediately going to want to judge you based off of what they see. And that's our own fault. You know, yeah. that that's our own fault. It, you know, hold yourself to a higher standard than than the rest of the world. And hopefully you can show people that, you know, oh, yeah, these aren't your typical contractors. Change it. Change the view a little bit. One one person at a time. Um, I don't know. I'm rambling now. No, I no, like no, the no, no. company thing. I no. really do. Yeah, because and, 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 and the reason I and the reason I say that is because there are uh, contractors that may not be uh, visually the, the cleanest cut, but in every other areas they're a one. So you have contractors that may not look the part, but will knock it out the park, and you have people that will just disassociate every other aspect of business because just because of uh the the, the category like it's mm-hmm. the construction i expect you to let me down and mess something up <laughs> regardless yeah. but again and the reason why i say the whole psychology of using business or company in a place of contractor is when we look at any other market I'm going to use this, this Apple Watch, for example. We look at any other market. When a consumer seeks out a product or a service, if they encounter an individual versus a company, they always choose the company. You give them the option to, in, uh, to interact or do service with an individual or a company, they're going to pick the company because they feel safer. You have more to absorb than just the individual. If something goes wrong, I don't trust that individual. You don't have enough. But if you're a company, in their minds, 
oh, man, it's at least 100 people in here. You got a big building. You got a big office. So their approach to you is different. They would say, oh, you know, when I approach Shannon, although I'm talking to Shannon, I know she's a part owner of the company, there has to be like a board of five people. If she approached you as Shannon, the person that does everything, the contractor, the worker, they'll say, if something goes wrong, I'm screwed. I already don't trust you, but let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. So that's why I'm saying it's these kind of opportunities. Like y'all said, you're in the position to say, okay, well, hey, situation is you have a bad uh, a view on contractors. Now we have the power to say, I'm going to change that. But when I do change that and I show up and provide you the type of supply demand that you're looking for, now you can say, okay, the price is that's fair. But if they come into it looking at you as uh, an organization that's already pre-mistrusted, whatever number you tell them, it'll never be low enough. Right? It's, that's, it's, it'll never be low enough in, in their minds as far as value goes. Because they're saying, I'm just hiring Chris. I didn't hire a company. I don't care what his logo says. I don't care what the brand says. I'm hiring Chris. He's the one that showed up. I can see his tattoos. He's yeah. He probably is not the best person. So if something goes wrong, <laughs> I have nothing to fall back on. What's your price? How much? You want me to pay for that? You want me to pay that much for somebody that I don't trust? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. I um. Such and such had an estimate and it was $300 and yours was way above that. That's the kind of stuff we start hearing. <laughs> don't verbalize what, what the real problem is. They just start saying what they need to say or what they should be saying is, I do not value the type of service that you offer because I don't trust you. It has nothing to do with your price. It has nothing to do with your service. They don't trust you. The crazy part about this is they'll call you. Like they will call you and say, hey, come to my house and then come inside my house. Then like walk around my house, walk in my bedroom. Allow you to take pictures of their bathroom. I'll allow you uh, all of this kind of stuff. Like come close <laughs> to like my kids and my daughters and stuff. And when you give me a price, I'm gonna be like, oh, 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 oh wow. Yeah, you, you gotta be the serial killer that I expected you to be. Even though I let you in my house, you see what I'm saying? Like it's the this, it's this kind of stuff. It sounds stupid. It sounds crazy, but I wanted people to start hearing the psychology behind this. Like, yeah, I have a uh, so getting back to just 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 to pull to pull us back in. Your question was about the pricing, and mm -hmm. and we were talking about how we want to try to educate, or consumers should be somewhat educating themselves. Yeah, right which I agree with. However, devil's, devil's advocate question here. You go to the doctor, right? They tell you, you need some surgery that you can't even pronounce. Mm -hmm. The average person is gonna, gonna believe, a reasonable person is gonna believe that they're gonna hire this surgeon and he's gonna do the job 
the way that it should be done. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to sit here. Maybe if I'm a little curious, I'll jump on YouTube and watch the procedure on yeah, right. what, you know, I got a torn meniscus in my knee and what they're going to be doing and, and educate myself on how they're going to be doing it. But most reasonable people will say, well, this guy's a doctor. He did eight years and, in, in, you know, eight years plus 12 years in, in school. Mm-hmm. I, why should I have to second guess his, his knowledge and, and, and what he, he's going to do? He's going to do it right. And I think that every contractor should be held to that standard. You're hiring us to do a job that you do not know how to do. And it is a moral and a, uh, uh, you know, it's just the right thing to do. You do the job right. You don't cut corners. They're trusting you in their home to do it right. You shouldn't have to question the contractor why the barcode is showing on the goddamn tile on the bench. It's unacceptable, you know, and, and, but that's just, that's just a devil's advocate, you know, educate, should the homeowner have to educate themselves? Yes. And no, they should be able to trust the person who's coming into their home to provide a quality installation, you know, and it's those other people who are giving us a bad name that, you know, that is the issue. And that's the part. That's the part that I want people to understand. What you described is what you and I, I'm talking about think for yourself, is what you and I expect a company to do. That's what you described. You described the actions of a company in comparisons to the actions of a contractor. We're talking about contractors, like we said, nine times out of 10, many of us, it's, it's that unprofessional and not in a sense of not knowing how to do your job, just being professional. It's that unprofessional guy that shows up. So that's what a contractor is in the world. So if we associate ourselves with a contractor, you are actively associating yourself with that unprofessional guy that shows up. Because again, the description that you gave was something that you and I, think about, use your... Your home, for example, if you were to hire a, a, a company, what you described is the type of company that you would seek out. When we get into this category of contractors, that's when we get to the bottom. Like that's when you start scraping the bottom. Not saying that there's not good people in it, but that's when you start scraping the bottom. Now, granted, because of our mindsets, yes. We think that every person that considers themselves a contractor should have these standards, but we know that's not the case. So because that's not the case, now we have this, this, this tricky area of saying, do I associate myself with them? Do I separate myself? Because if I, if I associate myself and then expect the consumer to just see the difference, it's partially my fault. If I disassociate myself by being a brand, a company, a business, now I'm offering the same thing. I'm the same entity. I'm the same organization. But now it's presented in a way that the consumers say, oh, I want some of that. But a lot of times, uh, and you guys have seen it, Shannon, you've seen it in uh, the, the, the Facebook groups. You have contractors that are like, oh, you think you're better than us or something? That's not what we do. 
Like we don't, we don't, we're not trying to be that polished. That's not what construction is. We get our hands dirty and we look uh less than presentable. We make earnest money and we don't try to mess over people. Profit, what are you talking about? That's not what we do. So you have to ask yourself as a company, like not as an individual, as a company, do I associate myself with this party? Do I associate, like, associate myself with this party? Now you're gonna have all kind of backlash. I'm pretty sure after this episode, it's gonna be people will be like, oh, what, you're not a contractor no more? And be like, no, sir, I'm not. I am a tile business. I am a tile <laughs> company. Would you like to uh, uh, hire my services? <laughs> And presenting to a, a consumer. Mm-hmm. If a consumer exactly. were to respond and say, hey, I don't want a tile company. Like you said, I already know you're not my customer. Great. I can refer a number of tile contractors to you because that's what you're looking for. Without being disrespectful, there are people out there that would say, you're right. I do want a tile contractor. And I'm going to live with whatever that person in front of Home Depot does to my backsplash. I don't care if the barcode is showing on my tile. I do there. not care. It's just tile. $2 million home. Brand $2 million home. But then you realize, then you realize that I'm not trying to sell to everybody. And you also realize that everybody does not deserve tile. That's when the history comes in. That's why other products were created. Because everybody doesn't deserve tile. You got tile that was in like uh, royal palaces. And all of a sudden, everybody was just like, yeah, I deserve it too. It don't work like that. Like that's not (laughs) how marketing works. You can't go into a luxury store and say, hey, because I came in here and I want what you have to offer, I'm going to provide you with these $2 that I have and expect you to still give it to me. They don't, they don't expect that in any other market. No, you can't go to the grocery store and, and go in there knowing you got 10 bucks in your pocket. Fill up your car. And when you get to the register, say, I know I have like $150 worth of product here, but I got $10. And I have some friends. They're coming in after. So they're going to buy some, some groceries too. So we're going to take And care. Walmart sells it for cheaper. <laughs> Will you price match your store, but piggybacking on on what you said, the problem is, is like, you know, I believe our society now is like, you got this instant gratification thing. You can buy an iPhone, a brand new iPhone. I got a two, two, three year old iPhone, right? It's all cracked in the back, right? You can go to, to the store and make monthly payments, but you get your brand, brand new spanky iPhone. So you got this society now where they want instant gratification. And when you come in there and you tell them your little, your little spare bathroom remodel is going to cost 35,000, their draw hits the, hits the fucking floor. Part of my language. Go for it. You know, so they're not used to being told, well, you got to pay me and you got to pay me now. But see, and that's, that's the part that I disagree with because they all, there are, they are always told, that you have to pay me now in everything else. I'm glad you used the iPhone because that's always my go-to. These iPhones are, we're going to say $1,900. The new iPhone 13 Max Pro, because I was just looking at it, $1,299 for the 256 gig. 
and $199 up front for the Apple two year Apple Care. Plus, but you have to pay your taxes. You have to pay yeah, your taxes. So, yeah, so it's about $1,700 to $1,800. $1,800. And there is no option. You don't have an option. There is no option. Either, either you pay this and you get it, or you'd make the decision to not have it. Mm-hmm. It happens in every other market that the same consumers are in. Yeah. In my opinion, that's business 101. It's easy. It's, it's, it's simple. There are for-profit businesses, and then there's non-profit businesses. If you know that my business is for-profit, you have to know that every transaction is aiming at a profit, meaning I'm making more money than it costs me. That's what business is. But when you look at a contractor, you'll say, but that's not business. You're a contractor. Like that's not, that's not, we're not talking about business. You're a contractor. But that's why I say we have to be careful what category we allow ourselves to be in. Because you have consumers that'll say, no, I understand that in the business world, but you're a contractor. You can't do that. So when we come and you got to work weekly. Oh yeah. yeah but when we come back and say, "Oh no, I'm a company," like that business that you understand. Yeah, I'm one of those. So that contractor that you was looking for, he probably still in the parking lot waiting for you to come pick him up. But ten people are gonna get mad. They 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 feel like that's disrespectful, but they understand it in every other market. So you can't tell us that, hey, I, I don't see why you're making uh, a profit. Yes, you do. You just bought their iPhone, didn't you? The, which we know costs less than $100 to make, but you you gladly paid $1,800 for it with this knowledge. But you come to me and say, man, why are you trying to make that much money off of me? Oh, okay. Okay. You don't want me to make 30% but you're cool with Apple making 1700 Like that, That's fine. You see what I'm saying? It's situations like this that the consumers have to hear this and say, oh, damn, they got us. They caught on to it. We, they know we're not stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's evident in every other place that we spend our money. We'll use uh, your light bill, for example. You know, we in the South, a hurricane happens. Those people don't ask you if you want a hurricane fee. They give it to you and tell you if you don't pay this, now you get cut off. There's no option. And people pay it. Mm-hmm. But you got tile contractors and companies, because that's what we're going to start calling ourselves, that are saying, oh, I'm scared because if I don't, who's going to do business with me? All of those other people that were standing in the line that we saw from the, the, our video, that's who's going to do business with you. The people that choose to get out of your line are going to go get in somebody else's line. Mm-hmm. But it's not like people are going to stop coming to you because, again, the demand is for a quality tile company. Right. I'm going to keep saying it until you say it, Chris. I keep saying it. Tile <laughs> company. Tile company? company. Yeah. You know, mindset shift. That's I, all it is. That's all it is. You know, I, I, I'm not afraid. You know, I, I don't feel ashamed when I say tile contractor. You know, um, if other guys say tile mechanic, tile setter, tile mm-hmm. artisan, you know, mm-hmm. whatever corny bullshit name you want to give to make yourself feel better. 
about what you, you do, you know, that's on you. You know, I'm a tile contractor. I understand mm -hmm. a lot, you know, the psychology behind saying, you know, we're a tile company, but then my, my, my bullet back to you is, well, tile company, do you sell tile or do you install it? Both. I'm not looking for a tile company. I'm looking for a somebody to install the tile. Both. We do both. Tile installation company. That's if, that's, that's if you don't want to make profits on materials. Yep. So you got options. Because now we start looking at real business. That's how real business works. Like those, the, the, when we see these big corporations, they make those type of decisions that either, hey, I could be tile uh, materials and insulation, or I could just do installation. But the ones that you see doing both, they're usually businesses. Like what we perceive to be businesses. Like, oh, you got a big building, all this kind of stuff. When they don't see that from us, they have a hard time understanding. Which is why this episode is going on. Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help them understand. But I also so like like you're saying, and this falls into what you're saying is that contractors, not just in our industry, but contractors do not know how to run a business. This is very It's true. not something, you know, it's not something that, especially in an area where you there is no requirements to step into, you're just thinking, okay, I'm going to go sell this job, you know, I'm going to sell it for three grand. But then you don't think about how when you're renovating somebody's home, what happens down the line? Like as soon as you open up the walls, something goes wrong. It takes you an extra day. That extra day costs you money. Then you the six trips back and forth to the store that you didn't expect. And then before you know it, you end up like the sledgehammer dude and you don't make any money and your job is rushed and it looks bad. And now your reputation is ruined forever. All because you didn't understand how to run a profitable business and therefore you didn't, you didn't charge enough. And then you also know you're losing money. So now you're rushing the job, cutting corners, mm -hmm. all these things like, you know, they, it, it's a snowball effect and it ultimately ends up looking bad on who the contractor, the company, <laughs> the contractor. there you go, <laughs> you know, but it I, comes I, guarantee, I, guarantee, I guarantee you everybody that heard that word company, it was a different mental response, like, because we, we, I mean, and I'm, I'm gonna say that for 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 us, when we think about tile companies, we think about the bigger companies that have like capacity to have the teams and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. When when consumers are hiring us, in in comparison to those companies, they're looking, they're still looking for the company. The reason they come to us is because that company has charged them a company price because they have to. That's how they operate. And then you have consumers that say, oh, I want everything that you have to offer except the price. But the price is is accurate. Dude, all you gotta do is all you gotta do is take a look at your local like Facebook group, like neighborhood Facebook groups. I'm looking for a quality uh uh handyman an economical quality handyman that does good work it, all the time. They want, they want the champagne. They want the caviar. They want the cocaine for, for McDonald's pricing. But see, and again, that description in that description, you already know as a business, a for-profit business, I would not waste my time to respond. Hell no. You're not looking for me. 
Because I I can tell that this company price that I have to charge to cover these insurances, those store runs, uh, the 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 liability, the workers comp, everything that you're looking for in a company, the prices that I'm gonna charge for them, you don't want to pay it. You don't want to pay it. Which is why you 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 specified quality handyman. Now there are LLCs out there that classify as a handyman, but we already know without me saying what they look like. All of them. Some may look more than others, but I can guarantee you it's probably a one truck operation. And for that one truck operation to continue to operate, nine times out of 10, they'll have to charge more than the companies do. They got so much to cover. Like they have so much to cover all of those years of not making money. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, taking yeah, a check. From just, just to cover, like you said, in the beginning of y'all's career, all of those years of not making money, that, that right now price needs to be through the roof. Like I have to make up. I can't just make what I need for today. I got debt now. Yeah. I'm showing up to uh, estimates of people that didn't want to hire me. Like I'm in debt from um, burning through too much material on a job now. I'm so deep in the hole. The price that I would need to charge you on the next project, you would never pay it. And then they look at you and be like, oh, you're wrong for that. Like, no, it's your fault because you didn't pay me the last time or because I didn't charge you. It's both our fault. But I guarantee you when they go to that company and that company says, like companies do, hey, here's my price. Either you can take it or you can get out of my line. They say, oh, man. Out here, they out here doing real business. I was just looking for a contractor. You see what I'm saying? This is the stuff that they say. It's really funny. Is for example, like this is another thing. In this industry, we are expected to go out for free, do an estimate, and an estimate isn't just something that you plug in numbers and shoot it out, right? Like, well, us anyway. We go through everything. To, we eventually, want to eventually we plug in the numbers and shoot it out, but yes, there's but we, a lot of... Uh, we do take into consideration... Job site conditions. The prep, the conditions. Is it on the second floor? Where are we going to be able to set up our tools? How long? All of this kind of stuff that we consider into how much, how many days it's going to take, blah, 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 blah. So that takes us a couple, a little bit of time when we get home from that estimate that we already spent time doing for free, right? So we just got Windows installed, Right. The guy came out, it was a free consult, but at the end of that consult, he handed me a piece of paper with a number on it. Oh, this is how much it's going to cost. Sign on the dotted line or you don't get the, the thing. That's it, you know? So he already knew that he was going to make a sale by the before he even left our house. He didn't go home, do any research. Um, he didn't say, oh, well, you know, you're looking for this like fancy mosaic thing. So let me reach out to my friends. Let me see this or that. He didn't spend any more time. It was just like, this is the price because he had everything figured out to the T with sizing and how much it's going to cost to deliver, to install, blah, blah, blah. Everything was figured out. She gave us a number before he left and it was a yes or a no. So like, but we're expected to go above and beyond. Like clients have questions. We're supposed to leave there, follow back up, do all this, put all this front end time in and never get compensated for it. 
That's why I would really like to see contractors or companies start charging for coming out and doing an estimate. Like, what's a new word we can use for estimate? Consultation. Consult. That's, you know? that's what it is. All that stuff that you described, that's a consultation. Like, that, yeah. the time it requires for you to do your due diligence, due diligence, that is a consultation. If you were to go to a, a business lawyer, you're going to pay for a consultation. And that is only for them to gather your information to see if you're going to move forward with it. They're not taking this to say, hey, we owe you something. They're just gathering your information to say, hey, uh, all right, if you decide to move to the next step, which requires more money, I have what I need. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. My uh, accountant, I could talk to her on the phone for 30 minutes, and it's understood you're paying for this phone call. I don't care how helpful we, it is. We pay it. We pay gladly it. pay. Yeah. But you have people that, like you said, expect, for whatever reason, it's foolish, they expect us to just be available to do whatever they have for us to do as if we're not a company. I got a quick story for you. We went, we went out to, uh, I went out to an estimate probably two years ago to redo a uh, older couple's master bath. Oh, New York Tegas? Mm-hmm. They're great people. <laughs> not, we love them. You know, they're not great. related to me. Yeah. Are you sure? He's positive. <laughs> right. I, I bid the man, it was the master bath, uh, pretty much a full, full, full remodel, you know, lighting, cabinets, vanity, you know, flooring, tile shower. Um, I was like two years in business. I quoted them like, I think it was like 16 grand, like 15,000, like really, really, really cheap. Yeah. I probably would have made, you know, the job probably would have took two to three weeks and I would have made $1,500, you know, after paying my subs 500 a week. Right. I could work at fucking McDonald's and make more money. Absolutely. Anyway, um, fast forward, he calls us back to come look at it. After COVID and all this other stuff, he put it on the back burner. We go over there and I pretty much triple my price. And he couldn't understand why, number one, inflation. And two, I, I straight up told him, I said, I said, you know, Mr. Mr. Ortega, I said, if I were to charge this price for you now, I would literally lose money to do your, to do from day one, like from the time I started, I would start in the red. Yeah. I I was straight up. I said, if I, if I were to have done your job at this price, I would have probably lost money. I said, I was new in business between that and the, and the, the cost of materials and labor and all this other stuff. I said, that's why the price is almost triple now. I guarantee you, Mr. Ortega's bathroom still isn't done. Guarantee you. Or if it's done, it's done horribly. Oh. <laughs> if it's done, it's done. At, well, uh, you know bathroom. what? I'm sorry. I'm about to. I'm about. I'm going to. I'm going to destroy the word contractor. It's at a contractor's price. <laughs> or right, you know what? We're gonna take it out of our our space and we're gonna put it on somebody else. Like they say in our industry. It's a builder's price. You know, that's the cheap stuff. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. The builder's price. And that makes absolutely no sense. You know, you just the logic of it. You know how stupid that is? 
Oh, the builder's weird. price is cheaper, but they make the most money. But the contractor's price is supposed to be low because he's a contractor. Like it's stupid. I'm talking about this. This is why I'm doing this episode because I want y'all to hear how stupid this stuff is. All these listeners out here, you have to realize how stupid this stuff is. Like some of the logic that you guys will put out of your mouth towards a tile company and expect them to accept it. And you have to realize how stupid it is. It does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. You can't make it make sense. You can't use any other product or service that you would spend your money on to make it make sense in the tile world. It just doesn't. Like you, it, it it does not make sense. No whatsoever. That's why it's, that's why we're speeches right now because it's like they, they have to understand at this point. <laughs> but again, it's our responsibility to just say, hey, you know what? Let's take let's take this back into our control. You wanted to hire a tile company. I would even use this in like consultations. Are you seeking a tile company? That's a, 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 a genuine question. Are you seeking a tile company? Okay, break down what that looks like for me. Are you seeking a contractor? Oh, you don't understand what I mean? Meaning just an individual that installed a tile. Is that what you're looking for? That's not what we do. But if it is, hey man, I can give you the list. I know plenty of people. Not to say that they're bad, but I all have to all I have to do is just go down like Google. I'll send you to a number of tile contractors if that's what you're looking for. So that's where I say we have the control as contractors to say, I just need to understand where we're going with this. Are you looking for a tile company that comes in and sets up uh dust extraction that that does extensive prep that does not rush for anybody that makes sure that everything's done right and that does not charge low prices because that's associated with all of this stuff that we offer so if you don't want that that's fine with me but you got plenty of options like plenty of options speaking of options there are other options out there that people have decided it is okay to pay more money for. These are things that were created to be competitors to Tile that the consumers have now said, oh, that's worth more than Tile. These bath fitters, I don't mind saying the names, something that can be physically put on top of a bad install. A customer will say, yeah, that's worth $8,000. And if you give them the price, this is outrageous, $2,500 for a tub surround, they'll say, what? It's just a tub surround, but you were willing to pay $8,000 for plastic. (laughs) And you expect me to come in here and tell you a price anywhere close, like lower than that? Now, you have people that would be like, no, that's that's a lot for uh, a tub surround. Clearly, it's not because there is a market that has shown that these prices are successful. 
So regardless if you think that it costs that much or not, it is shown this space for this type of installation, this type of function goes for $8,000. Why would tile installation be anywhere close to that? If anything, that would make my tile installation probably $21,000. You paying $8,000 for a tub surround, that means you should be paying $21,000 if I'm tiling. Yeah. So it's things like that that I need these consumers to hear and realize that, oh, man, we are doing stuff that really does not make sense. There are vinyls out there that they're offering to our customers as an option. Everything can be looked uh, made to look like tile. You got tile that's made to look like wood. A competitor to tile and you expect to pay less for it, it's stupid. You see what I'm saying? I don't mind saying it like this anymore. That's stupid. It is. It's bad. You cannot make that make sense to any how company. Well, we wanted vinyl, but the prices on vinyl were kind of high, so we decided to go with tile instead and expect it to be cheaper. That's stupid. There's, there's no other way of explaining it. That's stupid. Yeah, we found this wood look tile for 70 cents a square foot, but the LVP is $2.50. So, you know, we're going to have you stall, install it for $1.75 a square foot, so we're still cheaper than the LVP. Which was made as a cheaper alternative to tile. So it's conversation like this that, you know what? You shouldn't feel bad as a company to say, hey, um, we don't we don't entertain these kind of kind of calls because you'll have a group of contractors that say, oh, man, that's bad. Business. You can't talk to customers like that. But in, in, in the world that we live in, the market that we will live in, a business can tell you that you can't walk in the store if you're not dressed a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because that business has the power to tell you that. The business makes the rules. The consumer doesn't. It's as simple as that. So you can say as a company, oh, you know, we don't entertain that kind of uh, kind of talk. We are, we are a certain type of brand. We provide a certain type of service. We realize that that service is probably going to be for a certain category of people. We don't discriminate if you're not in that category because there are other options. Mm-hmm. That's a respectable transactions. I'm not saying that you can't do business with me because I don't like you. You can't do business with me because your ideal uh, contractor or company is in a different market. I can't sell you something that you're not trying to buy. Yeah. And the people who try to be people pleasers, because we were people pleasers at one point where we would do anything for, you know, getting paid. Those are the people who end up losing in the end. When you, th- you think that you're turning a lead down, but in reality, you're just dragging your business down. If it doesn't fit your brand, your model, anything that's not your, cl- your client, you're better off staying home and playing baseball in your backyard with your kids. Absolutely. Or you're better off staying home and reading something that's going to better your business. Yeah. That time that you're going to spend at that job, you're going to waste your time. You're not going to make the money. 
it's really simple to tell somebody, hey, my, you know, my tub surrounds start at X and they go up depending on your choices. If you want a niche, if you want a special blah, blah, blah. And that right there, that cuts people out so fast because a lot of people are just looking for price. So just put a minimum number on your tub surround. Up, oh, my tub surround start at 10 grand. Go up depending on your tile selection and, you know, niche and yada, yada, yada. Oh, okay. Well, that's a lot. Okay. Bye. Bye. You know what I mean? Nice talking to you. Like, it's no. really simple. It's, re it's really not that much, but okay. <laughs> but, you know, there, there will always be the contractor that that does it for for 2500 you know we're we're not going to get rid of that person who they're about volume right and see that's um, what i say we just got we just got to create another category you know they're yeah. about volume and that's, and that's fine. fine if you want to work seven days a week so you can make your bills and put your kids in in school and you know you want to be you want to be broken physically by the time you're 45 that's great do you man but you can have those customers they're not our customer there's a market for it. Just just like just like with the the, the, the customers, if there's a, a a contractor for you, for the contractors, there's a market for you. You don't have to try to charge uh, my eight thousand dollar prices. I'm gonna just try to. I'm gonna somebody's gonna make uh, eight thousand dollar tubs around after this. Um, you don't have to try to charge my eight thousand uh, dollar prices because you can't you can't you can't offer uh what people are looking for at this price range. No. But there is a market for you. Mm -hmm. There's people that say, I don't care about it. Yeah, man, I know it's going to mess up in two years. All I got is 2400 to spend. That's fine with me. Yeah. There will be jobs for you. Absolutely. There will be people for you. Just like we watched in the video, your line will still be there. Mm -hmm. You just can't expect to try to provide services in somebody else's line. Which is the company line. The business line. The brand line that we... Uh, are shooting for. Mm -hmm. Some people, they have visions of being a, a big company. They just choose not to operate. Like, they refuse to operate like that. But once you come across a company like you guys, they've made a conscious decision that I am going to run a profitable business. You operate different, and you can't associate with certain people at that point anymore. Because when you do, you have actively made a decision to participate in tearing your business down. Mm -hmm. 100%. You take on that job that you know is not going to be profitable. You made a conscious decision that it's okay for me to take a little piece of my company. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens after this happens, I just want to be a good contractor. If that's your goal, that is not a problem. Go for it. Just be happy with your results. Don't be mad at anybody else and say, oh, man, you're taking my shine away. No, sir, we are not. Your shine, I don't want to keep beating up on Home Depot, but I love this joke. Your shine is in Home Depot's parking lot. There is a party there for you, and it is amazing. I just choose not to come to it. <laughs> so, Anthony, what do you think we could do as a as an industry to improve our market value in, in, in the consumer's mind? I think one raising our prices and refusing to accept anything less would help. In addition to all of us, like all of us, 
how companies taking initiative to say, hey, man, you know what? We have to be, I have to participate in this uh, this social media movement of teaching the consumer. It can't just be a handful of people saying, oh, man, look, I'm trying to educate you because they look at it as, of course, Shannon, you, y'all know this. They look at it as, oh, you're a publicity seeker. Mm-hmm. Now realizing that, no, I am a platform seeker to help a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, but it can't just great. be me. Yeah, it mm-hmm. can't just be me. But if everybody did it, the world would have no choice but to accept that, oh, Correct. I guess tile installation just went up. I'll use the example for uh, wood prices. We all just experienced this. The prices skyrocketed, but the sales did not go down. They didn't say, oh, man, I'm not buying that. They just said, oh, okay. Uh, raise the prices on us, huh? Same with gas. Same with gas. You pay it. <laughs> what are you going to do, walk? So just just, just that mindset. You'll have people that be like, well, I guess I can't have a towel bathroom. Exactly. If you don't want to pay for it, you can't have one. Because there are tons of other options for you. But the kicker on that is they're not cheap. None of it is. Nothing is cheap. You can't get around that. Nothing is cheap. There are less expensive options, but you can't expect tile to be one of those. It can't, it, it won't happen. It shouldn't happen. The people that operate in the, the less expensive tile world, let them stay there. We just have to step out of it and say, okay. I'm just not gonna mingle in this this area no more. It won't last. Even if they do, even if they do with that, go with that lower number or the lower contractor, it ain't gonna last. You know, they'll be calling another contractor in three or four years to come replace their shower. They're gonna be calling us. Yeah, they'll be calling us. They'll say, "I've went through five tile contractors. I need a tile company. Can you please fix this?" And you'll say, absolutely, because that's exactly what we do. Here's our prices. And they'll say, gladly, I would love to pay this price. I don't want to deal with this no more. It comes full circle. That's why I say you, it sounds uh, it sounds like you're, you're, you're down talking to another group, but it's just like, dude, if you want to play in the bottom, go play in the bottom. I'm just not going to play with you. I'm sorry. If that's what you're looking for, go. Hey, look, if you want to play in the little leagues, play in the little leagues. I'm going to the big leagues. And when I get there, <laughs> those are the first people. Those are the first people that say, damn, you're still on that job? Yeah, because I can afford to be. I can afford to be. I can take my time. For? Why am I rushing? What? When I leave here, I'm going on a vacation and spend some time yeah. with my family. Is that is that a problem too? They don't expect it to be a problem. They live that kind of lifestyle when it comes to us. We just have to demand it. And that's why I say it takes, it'll take all of us. You want to work 200 jobs a year to make, to make enough money for the year. That's on you. I'd rather work 10. That's the reason for (laughs) my page and sharing what we do is so that all of that mentality dies with the generation that is currently crippling our industry. I want that mentality to die, just completely 
cease to exist eventually because I know that the next generation, we will show up to the plate. I know it for a fact because we're already showing up. Nobody people, else is fucking showing up. People, Part of my language. People say that, oh, well, you know, the younger generation, they don't want to They don't want to work in the trade. No, it's because they don't know that it's a viable option because all of you people run your business like crap. So nobody wants to emulate you because you you haven't really made anything out of yourself. You haven't and shown any any evidence that this is a company. Like Correct. that's why I keep using that term. You haven't shown any evidence that this is a actual business. I don't care if you got a, a logo and an LLC, you haven't shown the world any evidence that this is a business. Mm-hmm. They see a truck that don't have any kind of decals on it. No offense to anybody that doesn't have decals, but they say, oh, you're not that invested. I just saw other company that was completely wrapped. Yep. It looks like a company. You look like an individual. You know, it's funny is I just saw on on Instagram just the other day, somebody posted uh once once every few months they'll they'll put together mock-ups for their apprentices to have them tile different things. And it's like a um, a challenge and you know they they reward their apprentices and and have them do these these mock-ups in different parts of tile installation you know that's a company uh Aaron JNR tile you know they're always doing uh you know apprenticeship stuff and continuing education that's a good example of a company because that's what companies do you know they do a good job of, of showing showing that and I think that's something that we all need to 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 aspire to in our own way, you know, do, do Shannon and I want to have 30 guys? Probably not, you know, but that's a personal decision. We have our own company. We run our company our own way. We have our own business model. Um, you know, if it, if it were up to me, this would be the shortest career ever for me. I want to be doing something else. You know, right. I want to, I want to go up in the world. I don't want to, I don't want to stay stagnant. I, mean, I don't know who does. And I think that part, that part of it is another part that people don't realize that that's okay. You got so many contractors that say, why do you think like that, man? I love this. I love being on my knees. Yeah, my back but this is, Enjoy this is it. what you I do. You work for me when I scale <laughs> my company. But when we think about people that own companies, we automatically say, oh, yeah, man, I'm expecting you to be on the beach. That's what people with companies do. They don't work. Like, you you, you hold meetings. But when you say the word contractor, you're like, he's on the job every day. There Let is me no vacations. on Sunday afternoon. There, there is no vacations. I know that you didn't fly out of the country because you're a contractor, not a business. This is why I keep using these terms because you start thinking that people be like, oh, yeah. If you're a business, yeah, a, a businessman, of course, if Chris is a businessman, he goes on meetings. If, if he's a businessman, of course, he goes to networking events. Mm-hmm. If you're a contractor, dude, why are you not at work? Yeah. They say, are you on the job? They associate the contractor with the installer. They don't associate the contractor with the company because that's what they see a lot. The individual show up, and operate as best as he can. <laughs> or he or she. He or she. 
But when they when they expect the company, they're like, man, it's it's an assumption. I don't know what's going on in the background. Although he showed up, I know that this operation is huge because it's a business. I'm expecting. Yeah, we have a months. we have a comment in the in the thing. Some of the biggest contractors have no lettering on anything. They have built a name for themselves in their communities. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. You know, we're not saying just because you don't have your truck wrap doesn't mean that you're not a, a a good company or, you know, a large company or whatever the case may be. It's I think it was just a, a more of a point uh, Anthony was trying to make. Example, yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're all trying to build. I ain't going to say that. I was going I was going to say we're all trying to build a, a big company, but that's not that's not true. Everybody doesn't want a big company. They don't want a big brand. They don't want something that's going to be uh, on on the forefront for people to see uh, when it either fails or succeeds. You got some people that don't want their company to grow just for that reason and say, and if it get too big and it don't go good, then everybody will know. So I'm going to just keep it. I'm going to keep it small. But you got some people that are like, I want this to go as big as possible, but I also want it to go big as possible so I don't have to do this. So I'm afforded uh, the time to go do something that I love or to go spend time with my family. That's why people get into business. To grow things so they can go to the next level. They don't get in business. Like People don't get into business to continue to work every day for money because you could be an employee for that. Mm-hmm. Do Easy. not trade time for money. You can easily go be someone's employee for that well, if, you wanted to, if you wanted to work all day, every day for nothing. But people get in businesses and go through periods uh, like that to get to the next level. But once you get to the next level, the world has to realize, hey, I'm at another level now. So at this next level, I have to charge you next level prices. I can't operate like I did in the beginning. But people will just try to hold you to hey, everybody else does this, or that person does this, that contractor does this, I'm a company. I don't I don't understand that logic. But, hey, no offense. I'm, I'm, I'm aspiring to be a company. Mm-hmm. Even, even, we'll just say that, even if you're at the contractor stage, let your customers know, I'm aspiring to be a company, a tile company that can produce all of these type of things. So, in the process, I have to charge these type of rates. Because otherwise, I'll never get there. And then five years down the line, when you when you want to hire me again, I'll be the same contractor. I don't shoot to improve. I'll be the I'll be at the same level now that I am now, down five years down the line. Because I I couldn't grow. But as a company, if 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 I'm aspiring to grow, I'm going to do things that are going to help me grow. That's getting out of the contractor. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Actually, I don't I hate to say it. I really don't. <laughs> I hate to say it. No, it's the truth, though. It's the truth. And that's yeah. why. That's why. That's why. I, that's why I chose y'all for this con. Uh, this 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 conversation because I knew that it comes with y'all. Already has some slack. I know. I know the kind of stuff you deal with, but I know. At least I think I know. I think I know where you're headed. And there's only, there's only a few ways to get there. And it's not by hey, man, we, your own we love haters. We welcome haters. I don't like them. I really, oh, me personally, I don't. 
Because I'm a perfectionist, and I start considering what they say, and then I'll be like, "Wait, do I need to do that?" I just don't. I don't like them. I just, I, I just, I just think to myself, I don't know why you're talking to me because um, I'm a company and it's contractor time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's even on your level. <laughs> it's contractor talk. I can't yeah. respond to you because I would have to come down to contractor. That's really funny. It's not a bougie thing. I really do not think of myself any better than people, but I'm focused mm-hmm. on a trajectory that I do not have time for certain stuff. Yeah. Unless no, I make right. decision that I don't, right. don't want to grow today. Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to grow today. So you're never going to change anybody's mind anyway. It, yeah. it just you know what I mean. Like you're never going to change people's minds. It just it is what it is. But, you know, like I've always said and I've always told you that there's people who approach me all the time that like, you know, they say, oh, like I've always been too afraid to say such and such or do such and such and yada, yada, yada. And like you've inspired me to do X, you've inspired me to do this. And, you know, because of, you know, your um, your strength and your confidence and all this other stuff. And it, it reminds me that there's people out there who they stay in the dark because they're afraid to yeah. step out of that. They're afraid of what other people might say. And my main thing, because it's a part of my brand of who I am, is that nothing anybody can ever say is going to change me. I am me. And so is everybody else. Like, there's nothing I can say that will change you, him, whoever, you know. And we all have to understand that being true to yourself through and through is the best way to be. Because people are going to try to take you down Every time you have a little bit of success, because people hate it. They hate to see you win. You know, they hate it, especially Absolutely. because they've looked at the, they've they've physically sat in front of a mirror and they've looked at themselves and they said, this is what I am. I'll never be that. I'm just a tile setter. Oh, talk to them. I'm just a tile setter. So that's all they'll ever be. That was their greatest accomplishment. You know, they've never they didn't build a company. They didn't build a brand. They don't have, and nobody has any interest in what they do. They're just this. Those are the people that are holding our industry back. Yeah. We're going to help them. We are helping them. We're getting there, y'all. We're getting there. Consumers and all. I'm trying like, damn, I got to change my uh, change my, my tagline because it says bridging uh, the gap between contractors and homeowners. Mm-hmm. Got to change the companies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So I think we've uh, we've covered everything. I think the last question I was going to ask was, uh, "What's your opinions on homeowners' expectations?" But I think we've actually covered that in our conversation. Mm-hmm. So I want to uh, take some time to uh, take some notice to these shirts y'all are wearing. Um, it's quality wins. What uh tell 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 the people what that's all about. So it's very simple. Quality over quantity. It's the basis of what we've really already talked about is have quality in everything you do in your company, your personal life. Um, you know, just being quality. Like if you're setting out to do something, do it 150 percent. You know, make the sacrifice, do what you have to do. Otherwise, it's not worth doing it at all. Um, Like, 
you know, in order to, in order to provide your clients with quality, you need to possess quality. How do you do that? You know, how do you possess quality? Do we even know, you know, by staying educated, doing, you know, you can't run a business that's ever changing and, you know, there's new things coming out every other day. Well, that's dramatic, but all the time without being up on your stuff, you know, like you can't, you can't give quality if you're just focused on the check. You're focused on just trading your time for the money all the time. You know, you never have that time to go to the networking events. You don't have the time to go to a training event because you're too busy worried about being in that cutthroat spot. You're, you're worried about quantity, not quality. And, you know, with quality, the money will come. You have to just keep on that path and it's never going to be easy. You know, it's baby steps, but like we've done it, me and Christopher, we have done it. We've probably read every book, listened to every podcast we can listen to, done everything we can, put it into practice slowly and slowly. And some points we were like, man, what are we doing? Like, we're not going to take this lead, but it wasn't a quality lead. It didn't fit with our business model. It didn't fit with who we were. They weren't going to be right for us. So that's what it means. Just quality over quantity. Don't do it just to do it. Do it 100%. Oh, look, I think uh, that's just crazy that y'all uh, chose to wear these shirts because I feel like it, uh, it, it simplifies and covers the entire episode. Everything that we talked about it just sums it up. Quality wins. You can have any other portion of it, quality wins. You can do anything else you want to, but in the end, quality wins. Yes. So when we talk about the market and all that kind of stuff, you can't get around it. It's inevitable. Quality is going to win. Even just being a person, be a good quality person. You know, it's going to come back eventually. You keep being a good person, keep being a good person, you know, and it'll pay off, you know. You'll start to meet other good people who want to see you succeed. You know, absolutely. Quality by association. Yes, association with companies. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think um, I think this was an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like all the we got up to double digits in view- viewers which was a first, I think, for a live recording. So clearly we kept them entertained. Uh, we've been talking for almost two hours now. So it has I kept it pretty clean too, Anthony. I, I said, you know what, let me... I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't go censor you. I, I, I tell anybody, I wouldn't go censor you, but you did a good job. You did a really good job. Do you want to just get anything out your system right now? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe that'll be for, for for the next one. I'll start to. For the next one, look, I you know, know this, I, this I, I need to show people that I can speak intelligently without cursing before I start cursing. You know okay. what I mean? I have the vocabulary to. You, you had to prime them. You had to yeah. prime. Them. <laughs> you know, they're like, okay, you know, this guy knows how to talk. He doesn't need to say fuck every other word. Right. But right. now he's it's saying not important. So now, now that I hear it, I can listen to like, the message. Well, this is not important. Like, yeah, not yeah. the seven F bombs that was in the one sentence. Yeah, I we're I got you. We're originally from you. New Jersey, so it you know, cursing is like and plus I've been like I said, I've been in the trades for a long time, so you know how that goes. 
Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I think we covered. Uh, I think we covered the topics well. Um, I'm very appreciative for all one all of the comments. Uh, two, you guys' participation and just the people that y'all are, the company that you represent, the brand that you push, the message that you continue to push, um, and the selflessness. This is this is the part that I wanted to speak on because you got a lot of people in our uh in our circle within within the tile circle the listeners they're not gonna know about this but there's a lot of people that think that uh you know some of what they call tile celebrities are uh egotistical or they're looking for attention or they're doing it for likes or they're doing it for money the money part is probably true but there's nothing wrong with that um that's why we have businesses right that's why we have businesses that's the point there's a for-profit business, then there's non-profit. A lot of y'all are not gonna do a non-profit, so don't be mad when I do the for-profit. Um, but I just like to highlight how how selfless uh, you guys have been. People might not notice. Uh, me and Shannon, Chris, we talk uh, outside of situations like this, and I've always been able to reach out and ask any question I want to. All right, through a text and say, "Hey, look, I I need to." Uh, Hop on the line with you because I just want I just want to soak up some of your knowledge. And it's never been returned with, oh, I don't have time. Uh, I'm too busy. It's always been open arms. So I wanted to highlight that part for those people that may have been influenced by some others to think otherwise. But that's not the case. So I just wanted to take this chance to clear the air. If you thought anything otherwise of these two people here, check yourself. Because that's not how we operate. We out here uh, trying to provide uh, nice lives for ourselves and our families, and that's it. Yeah. We're not out here trying to, to to rub nobody's feathers. We're not trying to make you mad. It's not about you. <laughs> we're living our lives, and we're trying to do the best we can. So I just wanted to shout out Chris and Shannon just for being the people that they are. Um, I wanted to thank everybody that tuned in to the show. I want to take this time to let you guys know that if you have not entered for the giveaway for a pair of these Apple Pro Max, then make sure you go to the Instagram page and do so. I'm not going to spend what too much time on it. Uh, there's <laughs> what a, do we got to do? Because I want to enter. <laughs> there's a number of ways to enter. Like okay. a number, like a whole bunch the of The link is in his bio. Okay. Yeah, the link on is in Instagram my bio on my Instagram page, which is at Simply Intricate Designs. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's an amazing pair of headphones. Do your research. I would go into it, but I've done it so many times that I, the retail value price was $549. Apple just lowered it down to $430. But you could enter for a chance to win just by liking the Facebook page. So if you haven't entered and you would like the chance to win some amazing headphones, go to the Instagram page at Simply Intricate Designs. And enter with the link in the bio. Uh, another shout out to all the sponsors again, the National Tile Contractors Association and uh, Go Board. Also, haven't had the opportunity to visit the website uh, floormastersmerch.com where you can get amazing gear like this. Please do so. It helps me because again, I am a newfound uh, entrepreneur, and all of the funds that come into my account are very welcome. My daughters and my wife and my dogs appreciate it. <laughs> so 
Go to floormastersmerch.com. I'm not going to sell y'all too much more. Be on the lookout for more episodes like this so we can bridge the gap between companies and homeowners. Mm-hmm. Wait, this I have a question. Oh, please. A question. So is Simply Intricate Designs, like, are you going to change the name to, like, a tile? Co- like, Simply Intricate Designs, company. If anything, a tile company. If anything, I would change my classification from a flooring contractor to a tile contractor. The name, it has to say, because I don't want to be specific to tile because Mm -hmm. the design portion allows me to sell designs. Yeah. Because that's that's really where I want to be. I I, I like to go scan people's rooms. I like to uh, produce a design and then go install it and say, oh, man, that's pretty dope. So yeah. the name kind of encapsulates that. I thought about doing something specific. I mean, and originally I left flooring out for that reason because I didn't want to tie myself to flooring and then be like, oh, I'm flooring, but I also do. So I made a name that I could put anything under that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I will probably specialize in tile, but I'm, I'm not going to change the name. Okay, I like it. Gotta be strategic. Mm-hmm. Like a company. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think that's gonna wrap up our show. We are just under two hours. That's crazy. I'd really be trying to get y'all in here and get y'all out. But this is the second one. I think the last episode was two hours. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm glad <laughs> y'all stayed this long. I'm yes, thank you everybody for staying. Yeah, thank you. Very people. appreciative. It was a great <laughs> conversation. If you do not know who these people are, please, y'all introduce yourselves again. Let them know how they can uh, like you, how they can follow you, how they can do business with you. Only if they're looking for a top company, though. Go for it. Oh, this is an outro. Yeah. I thought you were going to yes, take. Yes. Yes. Okay, so how you find us? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at that tile chick. TikTok. My, oh yeah, TikTok at that tile. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> my website, which I just I designed everything myself, that tile chick.com. Go check it out. Subscribe to my email list. Um, and we're gonna be dropping merch. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I don't usually get to play with my buttons, y'all. So, so yes, go check it out. Let me know what you think of my website. I spent a lot of time on it. Yep. Okay, that was a big project, and websites are hard. So you can find me at that tile chick ever anywhere. Um, Chris is at Swoltega on oh, no, Instagram. No, don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to follow me. Um, <laughs> You can follow him. Um, you're to. here. You're here. You got yeah, to follow we, that tile. You have to. They just it. listen to a two-hour conversation with you. They have to follow. Yeah, yeah. but you, you have to. I just want to. You know, I just want to say to Anthony, thank you for having us. And, and you know, I've been I've been in the background now for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I kind of I kind of owe it to people why I've been in the background and. Uh, you know, and I'm going to make it quick is, you know, I wanted Shannon to be out there and earn her way through her hard work, you know, because that's what people recognize. And even though she was 
earning her way through her hard work and her dedication and consistency, you know, she still got shit for it. And, uh, you know, but she triumphed anyway without me. And, and I think, you know, I'm starting to be a little bit more active in this, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. On social media. On social, you know, and, and I'm hoping that we can maybe bring in a new, you know, a new audience that can relate to, to the team that we built to create. And, uh, you know, hopefully people don't get angry with me because I could be a little opinionated and vocal. Look, I'm going to uh, let you know right now that that's not going to happen. Somebody's <laughs> going to get angry with you. Uh, you should expect it. But it'll be up to you to how you respond. You can respond like a top contractor. You can respond like a company. I can't let it go. It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> anyway, no, thank you, Anthony. Really, you don't. You, it, it's that's a part of the journey. We are glad that you have uh, come out of the bushes. It's good to oh, see. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see people behind the camera because I know I for myself uh, at one point was almost envious, like. I know somebody behind that camera. I wish I had somebody to do a camera for me. Now it's good to know. I also want to thank, you know, everybody who, who supported her in the beginning. Um, you know, their unconditional support, you being included. Uh, you know, I appreciate that because I kind of, there are times I really had to, you know, bite my tongue and just kind of let her deal with everything, you know, on her own. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm proud of her for that. And I'm proud of some of the friendships that she's made in the industry. And there are good people in the industry. And, um, you know, we, we joke and say, you know, the industry needs to change. It's a good industry, but it, 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 we could be better. And I'm not saying just any specific set of people, everybody. Right. Everybody needs to be accountable for us, for, for each other. And, uh, you know, and that's pretty much it. I'm done. Appreciate it. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, highlight, uh, Chris again because it take a it 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 takes a a strong man like I, don't, I, I feel like you know that that could be easily overlooked it take a strong man to 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 stand in a in a in the background of a woman because you got so many so many dudes that's uh, egotistical that it would, it, it would have caused friction for them to stay in the background so long as their counterpart uh, got so much attention. So I just wanted to shout you out because I know as a man, hey, look at it. It took some 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 manly efforts to to do stuff like that um, and do it for so long, and then come out and still be selfless about it to be like, oh, you know what? I just wanted her to handle her business because you'll have some dudes that come out the woods and be like, I'm here. I was the reason for it all. She'll never been here without me. <laughs> I get to say, I'm here. And the next time, you know, people want to be habitual line steppers. I'm here. There's, there's, <laughs> there's something else here. You know what I mean? I'm still here. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So y'all look, y'all listening. You heard him. He, he's here. So, the, but we don't have, we don't have those kind of issues. We don't, we don't invite that kind of energy, energy as top companies. So we don't Company. have to worry about that kind of stuff. I thought he was going to slip. But I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on top of it. Again, I'm, I'm not going to keep y'all any longer. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. 
please make sure y'all check out the rest of the episodes. If you can hear anything in the background, my daughters are about to take a bath. So that's the noise that y'all are possibly hearing. So thank y'all again. Thank you for tuning into Floor Master Podcast, and we are going to sign off. Thank you, everybody. Amazing song.